Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. We got some exciting news for you tonight, and we're also going to talk about those Cleveland Browns who were taken on Sunday. Let's waste no more time, Jarrett. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, All right, guys, we're back with another week of football. And guess what? DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers for every single game day. New customers can now bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down $5 on any of this week's matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can get can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code 6sports. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL with code SICKTITANS. The crown is yours. And guys, listen, some of you may have DraftKings right now, but you know what? Sign your wife up. Take advantage of this offer. $5, $200 in bonus bets. You can't, you can't lose. So, Jared, you don't want to give the code Sick Titans because that's not going to work. It's the code Sick Sports. I said Jared, six, I said Sick Titans. You said t- Sick Titans, but it's okay. We just know how much. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It's all right. Um, but it's the code Sick Sports, not Sick Titans. You will get no bonus with Sick Titans. Yeah, no, no bonus with Sick Titans. That was yeah, just my uh, mess up. Yeah, so. yeah, Titans it's all right. My mind. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him next time, De Niro. But we're going to use the code Sick Sports, and we're going to get. in free bets when you bet just $5. So shout out to DraftKings. We'll give them the free shout out. Um, We've been working on this for a while and we're happy to team up with them. And like Jared said, go make a new account for your mother, your grandmother, make your grandmother two accounts. All right. She might like to bet. So (laughs) use that code and um, help yourself out because you'll be an instant winner. But we're going to dive right into it. Well, first we're going to, Sal's not with us tonight. He's got some personal things to take care of. Um, he's in our thoughts and prayers, him and his family. He will be back soon. Um, some personal things to tend to, as well as a wedding out of state. Uh, he will be back, though, on our next episode, hopefully. So keep thought, Sal in our thoughts and prayers. But let's dive right into it, Jarrett, with the um, the matchup this week with the Cleveland Browns. We're not going to waste much time talking about them. Um, we talked about them a little bit last episode where we talked about the Chargers. Um, we touched on the Browns. Let's talk about what we need to do, what we need to take care of to beat them, because we really don't think it's about them. We believe if we take care of what we need to take care of, then the Browns will be no problem. So let's start with the offensive side of the ball. And what do you think we're going to do to attack the Browns on Sunday? Offensively, I mean, just keep the same game plan almost like as you did in the second half. Um, continue to run the ball well with Tajay Spears and Derrick Henry and even uh, Ryan Tannehill, man, with the triple option. They were talking about it all week in practice, you know, how they, they schemed up a lot of things and he was in the bag. Um, 
we have to be able to control the clock. Keep Deshaun Watson cold off the bench, even though he's really not doing that great. But he's tend to you know do great against the Titans. So I don't want to speak crazy about him. But uh, if we continue to control the clock, keep eating at that defense, keep pounding them with the run, keeping them off balance, use the play action. I want to see I want to see DeAndre Hopkins and Chig more involved. Chig Chig uh, hasn't really broke out so to speak yet in the offense, but if we get uh, the screen game going too, I think a lot because you're going to have a lot of constant pressure coming off the edge. You know, with Jim Schwartz, he likes to blitz sometimes. He's got Miles Garrett, he's got uh, Darius uh, Smith on the other edge. Uh, with with them two coming off the edge, you just dink and dunk. Quick passes right in the pocket. That's what he has to do, Ryan Tannehill. Quick passes, hitches, hitch and goes, five-yard out, five-yard digs. Uh, see the middle of the field, sit and, and and roll that pocket too instead of sitting in that pocket. So, I mean, it's a simple recipe for me, man. Uh, just just, just got to continue to run the ball, the play action. It, it's been working. And, and keep Deshaun Watson off the field. No, I couldn't agree more, really. I think the formula for us is going to be long drives that wear on their defense. Uh, we know the defense is the strong Who's player. Hurt? What? Who's hurt, too? Their defense is banged up. Exactly. Um, it's the strong point of their team to begin with, um, and now they're a little banged up. So I think we should really try to keep them on the field for as long as possible, keep their offense off the field, and let our run game really set up everything for us. I think we're going to see a lot of Tajay Spears, a lot of Derrick Henry, as we have seen the last few weeks. Um, I think it's going to be – unfortunately, nothing's ever easy for us Titans fans, but I think we're going to grind it out. Um and I like to see more creativity with Tim Kelly. He's shown us some great things the last two weeks, and I agree. I'd love to see Chig get more involved. Um, but one name I wanted to bring up who he didn't shout out last week, and I think you have to eat your words a little bit here because NWI has he, – he, he's been all right this year. The first, the first two games, yes, he the has. The first two games, the game-winning touchdown. How do we not bring him up? I think subconsciously, like I'm scared to bring him up when you're around because you hate him that much. But we got to give the man his flowers. I mean, Mr. Reliable on third down at the end of the game. It was a great play call. And, um, you know, so maybe we'll get him more involved as well. He's been a bright spot so far. But, of course, you'd love to see DeAndre Hopkins uh, more involved. I think he'll get his targets. Hopefully the emergence of Traylon Burks even more this week than last week. We saw a little bit of it this week. Maybe we'll see more of it next week. But I think we are going to try to run the ball, keep their defense on the field, long drives, everything off of that, the play action, the creative stuff. You know, it's like a boxer. Everything's off the jab. Everything's off the jab. So we're going to use that. That jab is going to be our run game, and we're going to um, do what we do. And I think we will be victorious. Um, I, I really do. I think we're going to win this game. I'm not really scared of their offense at the moment. Um you know, I think we could we could take care of business there. I mean, how do you feel about is is the fact that Nick Chubb is out, you know, make you feel that much better? Or do you think that, um, you know, they could still put up points on us? Well, Nick Chubb being out um, definitely takes a little bit off of their offense. I mean, the, the Ford kid had a really good game, 116 yards, 6.6 yards per carry last game. They just signed Kareem Hunt, who I just picked up on waivers on fantasy. So shout out my fantasy team. I, I, didn't get enough, I didn't get enough for him. Needs help right now. I got outbid pretty bad in uh, my one league for him. So uh, with him, I don't know if he's going to see action. He may see a couple snaps. Who knows? But uh, I think, like I said uh, last podcast, I don't see anybody running on this front. 
Okay, it's it's the passing game, and, and you have Amari Cooper, and you have Elijah Moore, and you got Njoku. Who, Sammy? Can you bring up that uh, injury report real quick? Because I think we have it. I think Njoku was hurt too this week. He was limited in practice. Uh, where is he over there? He's not. Yeah, he did not practice on Wednesday. He didn't do anything on Wednesday. And he didn't practice on Thursday. Supposedly, it's just rest. So I don't know if he's going to be a go tomorrow. It looks like he'd probably be a go. Um, but but like I said, look at look at the defense. Zadarius Smith limited. Newsom, uh, the cornerback, he's limited. Um, and I know um, uh, what the hell's the other guy's name? Denzel Ward. He's not on the injury report, uh, but he was hurt in the game, so he's definitely a little bit banged up. So um, I don't see. Um, them doing anything much on offense. Um, if they're going to do anything, they're going to do it in a pass game. Um, but the, those guys, Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore, don't scare me nearly as much as um, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams <coughs> and uh, Quentin Johnson, Johnson, whatever his name is over there. I mean, those are six four targets over there, six three six. Those are big body guys, and we did fairly well against them. We won the game, so I'm really not too worried about that. So we just got to attack Deshaun Watson, keep him in the pocket. Pocket calls on him. Don't let him step up. Don't let him run. Don't let it. Don't let this game be the game that he breaks out and he yeah. needs that spark for Cleveland. Okay, because yeah. he's had one interception and one touchdown the last two games. He has two touchdowns, two interceptions on the season. Don't let him break out at home against this game. We got to continue to pressure the quarterback. And I think we're going to win this game. No, I agree. He actually has more personal uh, foul penalties than he does touchdowns this year. So (laughs) I I don't know what his deal is. And uh, this week won't be as much as the size we dealt with last week. It'll be more of the speed. Amari Cooper, uh, we know Elijah Moore could run. Joku, you know, kind of like Chig, as I think someone Browns fans probably want more involved, um, you know, as as, as time goes on. But uh, listen, I'd I'd love to say I'm not worried about their offense, but Deshaun Watson has – is has great familiarity at playing against the Titans team. And like you said, just don't let this be the week that he, um, you know, he breaks out. Uh, I don't think it will be though. I think we're going to, I think I hate to say it because you don't want to, you know, talk about mental health too much when it comes to a player. I think he's not right in the head. I think ever since he's been back, what he went through, he kind of knows what everyone thinks about him now because he is not the same player and he's not that much older than he was um, before this whole thing happened where he was suspended. So it's not like he's over the hill age-wise. I just think mentally he's not the same player anymore, or maybe they're not the same person anymore, and it's affected his play on the field. And you saw something that you never would have saw from a player like Deshaun Watson, not the one at Clemson or the one who was with the Texans, yeah, with, for the real. Two, with the two personal fouls next week. So, And listen, I'm sure there's been a lot of shit talk. He's got <clears throat> defensive linemen, a linebacker, sacking him in his face. God knows what they're saying. I mean, so he could, he could be having issues dealing with things that are bigger than football at the moment, and it's affecting his play on the field. So what I think we need to do is not, you know, take advantage of it because we don't know what he's going through mentally. But oh, we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of it with Jeffrey Simmons and Artie Keto. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they you know, talk. I mean, talk. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm talking about you know the fact that he's not mentally you know maybe all there right now. But what we could do is try to get him off his game early and often. Pressure him up the middle. We know what Simmons could do. We know what Autry could do. Um, you know, pressure him early. Make him make some mistakes. Get in his head a little bit. And um, like most games, it's um, whoever wins the turnover battle. So if we could take care of the ball on offense and we could pressure them. Um, it's not going to be an easy game, though, because I'll tell you what, nothing's ever easy with this team. And Cleveland is not an easy place to play. It's a hostile environment. We've had some issues there in the past. Um, so this is not a team to be taken lightly, but this is a game that we need to win. 
Um, and we know one of the tiebreakers at the end of the year is conference wins. Um, so beating a team within your conference is huge. Um, we beat the Chargers last week. If we can take care of business this week, it would mean a lot to us. Um, but I think we will. My my heart of hearts thinks that, you know, our offense maybe is starting to click a little bit. You know, you don't want to jinx yourself, but it was moving last week. And um, I hopefully we see more of it this week. And then defensively, you know, it speaks for itself. You know, I think we're a top unit in the league. I think we'll um, we'll pressure Deshaun Watson early and often force him to make some mistakes. And let's not pretend that Nick Chubb not being there isn't going to work out for us or help us out a little because he's a premier back. He's a top Absolutely. top three to five back in this league, and we wish him a speed of recover. We know what it's like to lose. Um, I'm sorry, wrong shoulder. This man, it is just the most gut wrenching thing. You know, I remember when it seeing the news pop up on. Uh, first take or whatever show was with uh, Greenberg, but it was like the most deflating feeling in the world. So we hope he gets better soon, but you know, it is what it is. This is a violent game and he's not going to be there. So that helps us out as well. And they're banged up on uh, the defensive side of the ball too. So all things considered though, like we always say not to jinx it, the games we should win, we usually lose and the games we should lose. We usually win. It's a roller coaster with this team. And um, this week, hopefully, we buck the trend and take care of business because at the end of the season, this is going to be a game. We could be fighting with Cleveland for one of those last wild card spots yeah. potentially. I mean, you don't know. So this is going to be a game that um we need to uh, handle our business and get back to Nashville for week four. One thing that caught my eye today is uh, the person behind you and the person behind me. He popped up on the injury report today. He did not practice today with a toe injury. Um, I don't know if that's turf toe. I don't know if that's just giving him rest. Um but do you think it has a significant impact of the game if Derrick Henry doesn't play this game? But now that we have Tajay Spears, do you feel more comfortable? I know what your answer is going to be because it's, it's going to be the same thing as my answer. If if Derrick Henry does not play in this game and they want to just, you know, keep him for next week or just, you know, just keep his health up, I feel comfortable with Tajay Spears now as a backup running back and he could take the workload. How do you feel about this going into uh, Cleveland? Um, you know, we never thought we'd we'd see the day where we do say we feel comfortable if he's not on the field, but we seem to keep our head above water with Dante Foreman and yeah. um I forget who else we had that year. Um Hilliard, Dontre Hilliard. Hilliard, yeah. When Henry wasn't there. So I, I feel comfortable with Tajay Spears. I do, especially because I think that means Chestnut would get the ball as well. He'd be active for that game. And, you know, we love what we saw from him the last couple of years, seven yards of carry in the preseason. That being said, though, we're always a better team when Derrick Henry's on the field. Absolutely. Even if even if he's not going to get the touches that you think he might get, the fact that he's there, it keeps the defense honest. He is what makes that play action work when you have that box loaded because you know 22 is getting the ball. And then you pull it from him and everything opens up downfield. So the play action is non-existent without him. Tajay Spears wouldn't get the respect that Henry gets from a defense. Maybe in the future he will, but right now he won't. I do like him a lot. Um, It would be maybe a good test to see if he can handle 20, 25 touches a game because going forward it does seem like he's going to be used, you know, pretty heavily. And I said it when we drafted him. This kid is going to be a guy from day one who gets the ball, and that has been the case. So, listen, we're always better with with Derrick Henry on the field, but if we needed him to rest – I have no qualms about Tajay Spears being our number one back for the week. And 
um, Joey Chest or Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, the American hero, the best athlete next to Tom Brady and Floyd Mayweather <laughs> and LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Joey Chestnut, the American legend. They don't know about him up in Canada. They don't know about him. <laughs> um, but uh, Chestnut um, would get some touches too, and we like him. But that being said, I do think Henry will play. I think what Vrabel does is yeah. always a little Belichickian with putting players on the injury report, especially at the end of the week. Oh, it's a toe. He might not play, yada, yada. Um, but if it is true, we hope that um, you know they manage it because a toe is no joke for a running back, any football player, yeah. but especially a running back and one who's as big as him. But I think he will play, and we're obviously a better team whenever he's on the field. So, All right, before we get into our picks over here, there's another person that's definitely not playing this week because mm-hmm. Rabel ruled him out, and that's Peter Skaronski, at left tackle. Um, he's He had that ab- abdemdectomy or whatever the hell it was. Abdemdectomy. Right, there abdomen. you go. I can't, I can't speak with that doctor stuff. I know you went to school mm-hmm. to be a, well, you know, a physical therapist, whatever the hell it is. But um, uh, Dylan Radoon steps back in. We see him a whole game now. Um, it's going to build his confidence too because I'm telling you, if Dillard struggles this week against Smith and, and – um, Miles Garrett, I want I want Radunes at left tackle. Um, so yeah. if he has a solid game and, and um, there doesn't let that many pressures up, and he's pancaking people and he's opening lanes for our running backs, and he's protecting. I want him at left tackle. So hopefully he does a really good job. We get Peter back for the Bengal game, and uh, this line keeps gelling more and more as the year goes on. Yeah, so Skaronski had an appendectomy. So you have to remove your ab, your um, appendix. I'm sorry, not your abdomen, your appendix, because if it does burst, you can actually die. My brother had an emergency appendectomy. It's something that um you don't want to come back too back from because there's a lot of scar tissue build up in the area. And what happens is sometimes if you try to do physical activity too soon, it can create a hernia, which is when the um, intestine pushes through the abdominal wall. Um, which would only set him back probably for another month. So they're going to play cool with him. He'll probably come back, if not next week, the following week. Uh, but he'll be fine. And I'm very excited for Redunes. Listen, oh, hell yeah. John, Robinson, John Robinson took him in the second round. Um, and Sal from him, aside from him being buddies with Sal on Twitter, we don't hear his name often at all because he has been – he needs to get his ass on a podcast too. Sal hasn't reached out to him about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well you know, listen – he could he could be the you know the, the player who comes on who uh, all of a sudden people know his name in this, exactly. uh, within, this within this fan base because I would love for nothing more than him to take one of these offensive linemen job and run with it because guess yep. what he's still young this is his third year in the league he played at a smaller school he did D one double A school North, so North Dakota State North Dakota State who is a powerhouse D one double A but nonetheless for D one double A. Um, and he even said in the summer, one of the biggest transitions from playing football up where he's from in North Dakota, Minnesota area, the weather was a problem for him, getting used to playing in the southern heat. Um, so there's been a few things he's probably had to adjust to since he got drafted, playing against better talent. The weather that he's played in his whole life is nothing like what he's now going to play in as a pro. And in the AFC South, you play in Jacksonville, which is a warm weather city. Tennessee is a warm weather city. Um, so listen, it sounds silly, but maybe it took a few things for him to get adjusted to, to, um, you know, turn the corner and hopefully he has, I would love nothing more than for him to take a starting job. As far as him playing left tackle, I think that'd be more Skaronsky. Um, <clears throat> he was a left tackle in college, whereas, uh, uh, Radunes was a right tackle in college. Oh, so maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I think uh, left tackle would be more of a natural position for Skaronsky than it would be for Radunz. Either way, let's hope this this kid takes a job, you know, from oh, yeah. from from whoever it may be. I don't care. You know, let's get this line playing together and cohesively. And and as you like to say, by the end of the year, they'll be gelling pretty well. So yeah, I mean, um, I mean, competition. Like like they said, they want to build a competent uh, roster. And if Radunz is yep. playing his ass off and, and Dillard's taking and a now step, all of a sudden, switch it, it up. Better? That we have maybe a little depth on the offensive exactly. line, exactly. The offensive line, as opposed to a little bit of, um, yep. you know, the worst depth in the in the we, league. We, we had a swinging door last year with oh uh, Dennis Daly, you know, and even your boy uh, that got drafted, Jamarco. What was his, his name uh, from Maryland? He got drafted in the sixth round. That you know, was, yes, What's his I name? forget Mar- his, I forget his name, but anyways. Let's just hope all of a sudden out of nowhere we have some some depth on this offensive line because it'd be refreshing to see because we haven't had that in quite some time. Jalen Duncan, I don't know where I was getting Jamarco Jones. Maybe he oh, was he, that he, head he was coach that we caught that we cut. It was yeah. fighting everybody in practice. Yeah, Jalen Duncan. Um, Sammy just told us his name. Um, but yeah, let's hope this line could um you know can continue to improve upon the way they played last week. So, um, but uh, let's get into those sick picks, no? Yeah. Hell yeah, yo. Let's get him in. What do we got? You want to start? You want me to start? Uh, you could start. All right, Sammy, what do we got over here for me? I'm going to go with um, the over-under in the Atlanta Falcons and Detroit game at over 46 points. I think it's just uh, Detroit puts up points. Atlanta puts up points. Um, I know Art Smith obviously is going to put up the points. Um, Detroit's going to want to try to win after the Seahawks. Uh, slipped away with an overtime win last week, and that game went over as well. So I'm all over that. Um, my 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 other game I'm going to take is the Seahawks. I, I, they went to the Motor City, which was one of my um, picks last week, Detroit. So I'm going to flip-flop it. I'm going to pick the Seahawks at home, minus six and a half against the um, Carolina Panthers. And I'm just going to ride with the Saints, man. Plus one, I wanted a money line. You told me, ah, don't do the money line picks. I'm going plus one and a half at Green Bay. I think Derek Carr gets it done in the in, – um, in Lambeau. All right. I think if you do that with DraftKings, I think that comes out to plus 629 too. If anyone's interested into that parlay. Uh, yeah, well, I think my parlay is going to be better than your parlay. And, oh, we'll uh, see about that. We, we need we records up too. Yeah, we do need records up. Um, I'm rolling with the Titans plus three and a half against the Browns. I think they win that game outright. And I didn't say you couldn't do money line. I don't want to do money line with heavy favorites because then we'll just be picking against. Oh, well, heavy. That's that chalk. We don't do chalk. I mean, last week, I think you liked Dallas against Zach Wilson and the Jets. I mean, no shit. Oh, I mean, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I want to go against the spread. It makes it a little more difficult. Otherwise, we could just pick the team who's playing the Cardinals every week or the Texans. Let's make it. A little more difficult, although you can gamble however you want to gamble. Um, and if you have a gambling problem, don't forget to call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Anyways, let's get into these picks. The Tennessee Titans are going to win this game outright, take the three and a half points. Um, it's going to be a close game, probably going to be decided by you know that three to six margin. Um, I do think we will come victorious. Should we not, though? I think the Browns do it in similar fashion to the way we did last week where it's going to be a game-winning field goal for them where we love that hook, that half a point. That's won you a lot of games. It can lose you a lot of games. Take the three and a half with the Titans. I think they went outright, but take the points to be safe. I like the Detroit Lions at home against the Atlanta Falcons. 
I think the Falcons are a little overrated. I do. I think they have some young talent, but I think the Lions are off an ugly loss last week. They're at home. I think the Falcons come back down to earth a little bit, and I think the Lions take care of business. Um, so points, I don't care. Exactly. Um, you know, Bijan is for real, um, but I think Detroit takes this game at home. Um, you can't afford to lose back-to-back home games in this league. Um, we know the Lions lost at home last week to the Seahawks. And if you want to be there in the end, um, playing football in January, you can't drop two games in a row at home. It'll come to bite you in the ass at the end of the year. Take the Lions minus the points at home against the Atlanta Falcons. And then my lock of the week is the Baltimore Ravens. You are not scared of Gardner Minshew at all, huh? No. Gardner, I don't know why why people are scared of him. I don't understand because he's maybe the best backup in the league. He also turns the ball over a lot. Um, he's also going to against a team that is way better than his. Um, I think the Ravens are going to be there uh, at the end of the year, unfortunately. I think uh, Lamar Jackson has more weapons than he ever really had. Um, I don't know if Odell is going to play this week, but Zay Flowers looks like a player. Um, I don't trust the uh, the Colts at all. I think they're going to be picking top five at the end of the year. They don't have Anthony Richardson. Gardner Mishu scares me not one bit. Um, I think the Ravens take care of business. They are a far superior team in my mind with a way better coach. You're not going to go in there and um, win that game, let alone um, uh, you're not going to go in there and win that game, and I don't think they're going to keep it close. So I, that is my lock of the week. I think the Ravens take care of business, and they do it by um, double digits. So let's go into what we think uh, – all right, well, we could put Sal's picks up, too. You know, he might not be on the show, but he did give his picks of the week. Uh, he likes the Commanders getting six and a half. Who are they playing this week? Commanders are at home against uh, Denver. No, they played Denver last week. You sure about that? I'm sure about that. You bet them? Hold on. I'm looking, at Dra- I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Hold on. Yeah, sorry, listeners. No, they're at home against the Bills. You oh, know, Jared, my Jared's a little, you know, stung God tonight. You know, maybe. Yeah, I got, I got a little yeah. news today, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not all there. Yeah, he's not all there. It's all right. Um, so the Commanders are at home against the Bills. Sal likes them getting six and a half points at home. I don't hate that bet. Getting points at home is never um, a bad idea, but the Bills seem to get back on track last week. He likes the Jets getting two and a half at home against the Patriots. I don't hate that at e- at all either. Like I just said, getting two and a half points at home. Um, getting points at home is never a bad thing. Should be a close game. Um, it's a division game. The Jets defense is good. The Patriots defense is good. Both offenses. I think whoever can uh, create more turnovers will win that game. So, Sally, the Jets getting two and a half at home. To me, that's going to be like a 12-9 game. Yeah, just ugly. Like a game you'd rather watch paint dry than yeah. watch that game. You know, defense um, the whole time. And then the Colts, Sal's lock is the opposite of my lock. He likes the Colts getting eight at home, but what the fuck does he know? Uh, <laughs> um, I think the uh, the the Ravens will take care of business, but Sal likes the opposite. The good news is one of us has to win unless it falls on eight, which it just might because Vegas always seems to um, – you know, get pretty close to that number, if not spot on. Speaking so those- of that, speaking of Vegas, did you see that thing that was going around? I don't know if you sent it or somebody sent it, uh, one of my friends. But um, last the MGM, week, MGM they hacked it. Yeah. No, 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 not not that one. I'm talking about last week's game with the Niners and the Rams. There was like three seconds, and, and um, 
the referee ran ran up yeah. to the thing and they kicked yeah. the field goal and they were down yep. like whatever yep. it was and the and the spread was like seven or seven and a half and I was like oh my god they yeah Vegas man it's looking that was a my, quick call my grandfather often said that uh you know these games are are fixed you know Vegas influences a lot and they don't get so close to that number all the time you know, by coincidence. So I don't want to listen, get any of us in trouble here. I don't want us to disappear. We're talking too much here. <laughs> Vegas does their job. You know, we do ours, um, but they do come very close to that number every week. It seems um, for, the, for the most important game though. Exactly. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the final prediction of our beloved Titans this week in Cleveland. Um, I have them winning in Cleveland 27-20. I just think our defense is going to get all over uh, Deshaun Watson this week and, and pressure him, especially with Nick Chubb out. Uh, they're not going to run the ball, and I think we're going to have a really good showing against the banged up. I, I call it banged up. Miles Garrett's still there. Newsom may play. Ward may play. But I just think right now the recipe's there for a really good game against us. It's going to be a gritty game. I just think we pull it off again, and uh, we're going to keep this train rolling. And then Sal likes the Titans to win by nine, 23 to 14. Um, you know, similar prediction to what you have, a seven to 10 point victory. Yep. Um, I have the Titans winning 21 to 17. Uh, someone over at the sick team messed up that graphic. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's going on up in Canada, man, but, uh, you know, the, the graphic is a little off. I think they're going to win 21 to 17. We keep them under 20 points. We take care of business. We score over 20 for the second week in a row. So I think they went 21 to 17, a close game, but one that we end up victorious in. Um, but we will talk about it after the game on Sunday. Hopefully we're in uh, the same mood we were this week post-game, although I wasn't, I wasn't there. But hopefully the three of us can get together for the first time this season after a win. Um but do you have anything else to say before we head on out, Jarrett? Nothing. Use that code SICK SPORTS. Right. Sign your wife up. Sign your girlfriend up. If you're girls, if you're watching, sign your boyfriend, your dad up, everybody. Sign your sons up. Use the code $5. You get $200 instant. It's a no-brainer, guys. Use the code, and you'll be an instant winner. And if you have any gambling problems, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I know where we live. There's a lot of people with gambling <laughs> problems. You know, so call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Bet with your head. Don't bet over it, to quote the great Furio Junta from The Sopranos. We can't wait to talk to you guys on Sunday after the game. Hopefully we're in a great mood because it's a Titans win. Like Sal always says, tighten up and Sammy send us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.